0: Hello, you're listening to podcast 24 Avas Sapki. India is the cradle of human race, the birthplace of human speech, the mother of history, the grandmother of legend, and the great grandmother of tradition. A nation's culture resides in the hearts and the souls of its people and its history. The rich heritage of India, one of the world's oldest civilizations, is an all-embracing confluence of religions, traditions and customs. The highlights of the Indian heritage lies in the treasure of its art, architecture, classical dance, music, flora and fauna and the innate secular philosophy of its people. Recently, India celebrated its 75th Independence Day with Azadi Ka Amrit Mohotsav. India has come a long way, And today, we are living in modern India with the modern world. We, as Indians, should know the importance of freedom and what went behind this. Along with this, we should also know about our roots, which means the history of our motherland, India. We are going to tell you about the history of a nation from the beginning, how India became what it is today, how many empires were in India and from where, did Indian civilization begin. We'll tell you everything about Indian history that you should know as an Indian. So let's dive into the rich heritage of Indian history. Let's start the journey of understanding the roots of our country, from knowing the world's earliest civilization, Indus civilization, also called Indus Valley Civilization or Harappan Civilization the earliest known urban culture of the Indian subcontinent. It was a Bronze Age civilization located in the northwestern regions of South Asia, lasting from 3300 BCE to 1300 BCE, and in its mature form from 2600 BCE to 1900 BCE. Together with ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia, it was one of the three early civilizations of the Near East and South Asia, and of the three, the most widespread. Its site spanned an area from northeast Afghanistan and much of Pakistan to western and northwestern India. Let's talk about the geography and time frame of the Indus Valley Civilization. In 1856, British colonial officials in India were busy monitoring the construction of a railway connecting the cities of Lahore and Karachi in modern-day Pakistan along the Indus River Valley. As they continued to work, some of the labourers discovered many fire-baked bricks lodged in the dry terrain. There were hundreds of thousands of fairly uniform bricks, which seemed to be quite old. Nonetheless, the workers used some of them to construct the roadbed, unaware that they were using ancient artifacts. They soon found among the bricks stone artifacts made of soapstone featuring intricate artistic markings. Though they did not know it then, and though the first major excavation did not take place until the 1920s, These railway workers had happened upon the remnants of the Indus Valley Civilization and also known as the Harappan Civilization, after Harappa, the first of its sites to be excavated in what was then the Punjab province of British India, but now in Pakistan. Initially, many archaeologists thought they found ruins of the ancient Maurya Empire, a large empire which dominated ancient India, between 322 to 185 BCE. Before the excavation of these Harappan cities, scholars thought that the Indian civilization had begun in the Ganges Valley as Aryan immigrants from Persia and Central Asia populated the region around 1250 BCE. The discovery of the ancient Harappan cities unsettled that conception and moved the timeline back another 1,500 years, situating the Indus Valley civilization in an entirely different environmental context. Scholars are still piecing together information about this mysterious civilization, but they have learned a great deal about it since its rediscovery. Its origins seem to lie in a settlement named Mehargarh in the foothills of Mountain Pass in modern-day Balochistan in western Pakistan. There is evidence of settlement in the area as early as 7,000 BCE. The ruins of Mohenjo-daro was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1980. The Indus Valley civilization is often separated into three phases, the early Harappan phase, which was from the 3300 to 2600 BCE, the mature Harappan phase from 2600 to 1900 BCE, and the late Harappan phase from 1900 to 1300 BCE. Let's know more about Indus Valley Civilization and its population. The Indus Civilization is known to have consisted of two large cities, Harappa and Mohenjo-Daro. ...and more than 100 towns and villages, often to relatively small size. At its peak, the Indus Valley civilization may have had a population of over 5 million people. The Indus cities are noted for their urban planning, a technical and political process concerned with the use of land and design of the urban environment. They are also noted for their baked brick houses elaborate drainage systems, water supply systems, and clusters of large, non-residential buildings. Society and political system Despite a growing body of archaeological evidence, the social and political structures of the Indus state remain objects of conjecture. The apparent craft specialization and localized craft groupings at Mohenjo-Daro along with the great divergence in house types and sizes, point towards some degree of social stratification. Trade was extensive and apparently well regulated, providing imported raw material for use and internal production centres, distributing finished goods throughout the region, and arguably accumulating in the establishments of Harappan colonies in both Mesopotamia and Badakshan. The remarkable uniformity of weights and measures throughout the Indus lands as well as the development of such presumably civic works as the great granaries implies a strong degree of political and administrative control over a wide area further the widespread of occurrence of inscriptions in Harappan script almost certainly indicates the use of a single lingua franca nevertheless In the absence of inscriptions that can be read and interpreted, it is inevitable that far less is known of these aspects of the Indus civilization than those of contemporaneous Mesopotamia. Urban Infrastructure and Architecture By 2600 BCE, small early Harappan communities had developed into large urban centers. These cities included Harappa, Ganeriwala and Mohenjo-daro. In modern-day Pakistan and Dolavira, Kalibangan, Rakigari, Rupar and Lothal in modern-day India. In total, more than 1,052 cities and settlements have been found, mainly in the general region of the Indus River and its tributaries. Mohenjo-Daro is thought to have built in the 26th century BCE. Aap Podcast 24. Sabki. Hey, this is Doug Downs, host of the podcast Stories and Strategies for Public Relations. If you work in PR, communication strategy, marketing, stakeholder engagement, we cover them all in Stories and Strategies. This podcast is different from other PR podcasts because it's not a sermon. We interview experts from around the world, psychologists and cognitive neuroscientists, researchers looking at how artificial intelligence will impact communication ethics, senior leaders in business and corporate communications. Check it out, stories and strategies for public relations on any podcast directory. It became not only the largest city of the Indus Valley civilization, but one of the world's earliest major urban centres. Located west of the Indus River is the Larkana district. Mohenjo-daro was one of the most sophisticated cities of that period, with advanced engineering and urban planning. Harappa was a fortified city in the modern-day Pakistan that is believed to have been home to as many as 23,500 residents, living in sculpted houses with flat roofs made of red sand and clay. The city spread over 150 hectares, 370 acres, and had fortified administrative and religious centers of the same type used in Mohenjo-daro. Both cities had similar organization and featured citadels, central areas in a city that were heavily fortified, protected with defense military structures. Additionally, both cities were situated along the Indus River. This structure would have allowed those at the higher levels of the buildings in either city to look down to the river and see it into the distance. The remains of the Indus Valley Civilization cities indicate remarkable organization. They were well ordered wastewater drainage and trash collection systems, and possibly even public baths and granaries which are storehouses for grain. Most city dwellers were artisans and merchants, grouped together in distant neighborhoods. The quality of urban planning suggests efficient municipal governments that placed a high priority on the hygiene or religious rituals. Harappan demonstrated advanced architecture with dockyards, granaries, warehouses, brick platforms and protective walls. These massive walls likely protected the Harappans from floods and may have deterred military conflicts. Unlike Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt, the inhabitants of the Indus Valley civilization did not build large, monumental structures. There is no conclusive evidence of palaces or temples, or even of kings, armies or priests, and their largest structures may be granaries. The city of Mohenjo-daro contains the Great Bath, which may have been a large public bathing and social area. Craft, technology, and artifacts. Excavations of the Indus cities have produced much evidence of artistic activity. Such finds are important because they provide insights into the minds, lives, and religious beliefs of their creators. Stone sculptures is extremely rare, and much of it is quite crude. The total collection cannot compare to the work done in Mesopotamia during the same period. The figures are apparently all intended as images for worship. Such figures include seated men, recumbent composite animals, or in unique instances, a standing nude male and a dancing figure. The finest pieces are of the excellent quality. There is also a small notable repertoire of cast bronze figure including several fragments and complete examples of dancing girls, small chariots, carts and animals. The technical excellence of the bronze suggests a highly developed art, but the number of examples still remains small. They appear to be an Indian workmanship rather than imports. The popular art of the Harappan was in the form of terracotta figurines. The majority are the standing females, often heavily laden with jewellery but standing males, some with beards and horns, are also present. It has been generally agreed that these figures are largely deities, perhaps a great mother or a great god. But some small figures of the mothers with children or of domestic activities are probably toys. There are varieties of terracotta animals, carts and toys, such as monkeys, peers to climb a string and a cattle that nod their head. Painted pottery is the only evidence that there was a tradition of painting. Much of the work is ex- executed with boldness and delicacy of feeling, but the restrictions of the art did not leave much scope for creativity. Perhaps the best known artifact of the Indus civilization are a number of small seals. The seals were generally cut from steatite, soapstone, and were carved with intaglio or incised with a copper burnin, which is a cutting tool. The great majority of seals show a humpless unicorn or a bull in profile, while others show the Indian-humped bull, elephant, bison, rhinoceros or tiger. The animal frequently stands before a ritual object, variously identified as a standard, a manager or even an incense burner. A considerable number of the seals contain scenes of obvious mythological or religious significance. The interpretation of these seals is, however, often highly problematic. The seals were certainly more widely diffused than other artistic artefacts and show a much higher level of workmanship. Probably they functioned as amulets as well as more practical devices to identify merchandise. Copper and bronze were the principal metals used for making tools and implements. These include flat oblong axes, chisels, knives, spears, arrowheads, small saws and razors. All these could be made by simple casting, chiseling and hammering. Bronze is less common than copper and it is notably rarer in the lower levels. Four main varieties of metals have been found. Crude copper lumps in the state in which they left the smelting furnace, redefined copper, containing traces of elements of arsenic and antimony, an alloy of copper with 2-5% of arsenic, and bronze with a tin alloy, often of as much as 11-13%. The copper and bronze vessels of the Harappans are among these finest products, formed by hammering sheets of metal. Casting of copper and bronze was understood and figurines of men and animals were made by lost wax process. These two are technically outstanding. Other metals used were gold, silver and lead. The latter was employed occasionally for making small vases and such objects as plum bobs. Silver is relatively more common than gold and more than a few vessels are known, generally in forms similar to copper and bronze. The pottery of the Indus cities has all the marks of mass production. A substantial proportion is thrown on the wheel. The majority of the pottery is competent, plain ware, well formed and fired, but lacking in aesthetic appeal. A substantial portion of the pottery has a red slip and painted with black decoration. Larger pots were probably built up on a turntable. Among the painted designs, conventionalized vegetable patterns are common, and the elaborate geometric designs of the painted pottery of Balochistan give way to simpler motifs such as intersecting circles or a scale pattern. Birds, animals, fish and more interesting scenes are comparatively rare. Innovation and Exchange The people of the Indus Valley civilization achieved many notable advances in technology including great accuracy in their systems and tools for measuring length and mass Let's talk about the innovation and exchange of the Indus Valley civilization The people of the Indus Valley civilization achieved many notable advances in technology including great accuracy in their systems and tools for measuring length and masses Fire-baked bricks, which were uniform in size and moisture-resistant, were important in building baths and sewage structures, and are the evidence that Harappans were among the first to develop a system of standardized weights and measures. The consistency of brick sizes across cities also suggests unity across the various urban areas, which is evidence of a broader civilization. Did you know? That trade was focused on importing raw materials to be used in Harappan city workshops, including minerals all the way from Iran and Afghanistan. Lead and copper from other parts of India, jade from China and sidar wood was floated downriver from Himalayas and Kashmir. Other trade included terracotta pots, gold, silver, metal, beads, flints for making tools, seashells, pearls and coloured gemstones such as lapis lazuli and turquoise. One of the ways historians know about the maritime trade network operating between the Harappan and Mesopotamian civilization is the discovery of Harappan seals and jewellery at archaeological sites in the regions of Mesopotamia, which includes most of the modern-day Iraq, Kuwait and parts of Syria. Long-distance sea trade over bodies of water, such as Arabian Sea, Red Sea and the Persian Gulf may have been feasible with the development of plank watercraft that were each equipped with a single central most supporting a sail of woven rushes or cloth. The historians have also made interferences about networks of exchange based on similarities between artifacts across civilization. Between the 4,300 and 3,200 BCE, part of the Calcolithic period, also known as the Copper Age, ceramics from the Indus Valley Civilization, area shows similarities with southern Turmekistan and northern Iran. During the early Harappan period, about 3,200 to 2,600 BCE, there are cultural similarities in pottery, seals figurines and ornaments that document caravan trade with Central Asia and the Iranian plateau. The Religion, Language and Culture Little is known about Harappan religion and language. A collection of written texts on clay and stone tablets unearthed at Harappa, which have been carbon dated 3300 to 3200 BCE, contain trident-shaped plant-like markings that appear to be written from right to left. There is a considerable debate about whether it was an encoded language at all and whether it is related to Indo-European and South Indian language families. The Indus script remains indecipherable without any comparable symbols and it is thought to have evolved independently of the writing in Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt. Researchers are using technological advances in computer science in order to attempt to understand it. The Harappan religion also remains a topic of speculation. It has been widely suggested that the Harappans worshipped the Mother Goddess, who symbolized fertility. In contrast to Egyptian and Mesopotamian civilizations, the Indus Valley civilization seems to have lagged any temples or palaces, that would give clear evidence of religious rites or specific deities. Many Indus Valley seals include the form of animals. Some depict the animals being carried in processions, while others show mythological creatures like unicorns, leading scholars to speculate about the role of animals in Indus Valley religions. Interpretations of these animals' motifs include significance of membership in a clan, elite class or kin structure. One seal from Mohenjo-Daro shows a half-human, half-buffalo monster attacking a tiger. This may be the reference to the Sumerian myth of a monster created by Aruru, the Sumerian earth and fertility goddess, to fight Gilgamesh, the hero of an ancient Mesopotamian epic poem. This is a further suggestion of international trade in Harappa culture. In this valley, excavation sites have revealed a number of distinct examples of culture's art, including sculptures, seals, pottery, gold jewellery and anatomically detailed figurines in terracotta, bronze and stittite. Among the various gold, terracotta and stone figurines found was a figure of a priest-king displaying a beard and a patterned robe. Another figure in bronze, known as the Dancing Girl, is only 11 centimeters high and shows a female figure in a pose that suggests the presence of some choreographed dance form enjoyed by the members of the civilization. Terracotta works also included cows, bears, monkeys and dogs. In addition to the figurines, the Indus River Valley people are believed to have created necklaces, bangles and other ornaments. The Institutions and the Hierarchies How was Harappan society organised? And what institutions functioned as the centre of authority? Archaeological records provide no immediate answers. Regarding a centre of authority or depictions of people in power in Harappan society, and there are a few written records to consult. However, Harappan artifacts display an extraordinary uniformity. Pottery, seals, ways and bricks with standardized sizes and weights suggest that some of the authority and governments thought it was not clear what that form was exactly. Over time, various theories have developed concerning Harappan systems of rule. One theory is that there was a single state encompassing all the communities of the civilization. This theory is supported by the similarity in artifacts, the evidence of planned settlements, the standardization ratio of brick size and the apparent establishments of settlements near sources of raw material. But there is another story that says that there was no single ruler but rather a number of leaders representing each of the urban centres, including Mohanjodaro, Harappa and other communities. It seems likely that there was not one centralised and all-powerful state, but that various classes and centres of power were integrated into a decentralised structure. Historians have made educated guesses about the nature of Harappan civilization from the available artifacts and physical structures. Some experts have theorized that the Indus Valley civilization had no rulers, as we understand them. That everyone enjoyed equal status. Can you believe that? Well, some say that the evidence in support of this conclusion is that most Harappan residents seem to have enjoyed relatively equal health and that there were not many elite burials, while archaeologists have discerned through mortuary analysis the study of graves and deposits containing human remains. However, this does not conclusively prove that Harappan society lacked any social hierarchy, and it could possibly be the result of other factors like different beliefs about the afterlife. Some scholars point to varying house sizes and varied heights of structure to suggest that different social classes occupy different levels in the cities. Others identify items such as painted pottery, bangles, beaded ornaments, and even location within cities as indicators of wealth. A considerable degree of craft specialization also suggests some degree of socio-economic stratification. It is widely believed that the Harappan civilization was a peaceful one that did not engage in any warfare. But there is not conclusive evidence to support this belief. And some archaeologists consider it a pervasive myth. Some scholars argue that Harappans were peaceful primarily because there was no natural enemy due to the geographic location of the major cities. Weapons have been found at sites. But there is a debate as to whether they were used in conflict with other groups or to defend themselves from wild animals. Now we've spoken about Indus Valley civilization in whole. Their artifacts, their scholars, their homes, their houses, their warfare, their killings of animals. Now let's talk about the decline of this ancient civilization. The Indus Valley civilization declined around 1800 BCE, and scholars debate which factors resulted in the civilization's demise. One theory suggested that a nomadic Indo-European tribe called the Aryans invaded and conquered the Indus Valley civilization, though more recent evidence tends to contradict this claim. Many scholars believe that the collapse of the Indus Valley civilization was caused by the climate change. Some experts believe the drying of Saraswati River, which began around the 1900 BCE, was the main cause for climate change while others conclude that a great flood struck the area. Various elements of the Indus Valley civilization are found in later cultures, suggesting the civilization did not disappear suddenly due to an invasion. Many scholars argue that changes in river patterns caused the large civilization to break up into smaller communities, called the late Harappan cultures. Another disastrous change in the Harappan climate might have been the eastward-moving monsoons, or the winds that bring heavy rains. Monsoons can be both helpful and detrimental to a climate, depending on whether they support or destroy vegetation and the agriculture. In 1800 BCE, the Indus Valley climate grew cooler and drier, and a tectonic event may have diverted or disrupted river systems, which were the lifelines of the Indus Valley civilization. The Harappans may have migrated towards the Ganges Basin in the east, where they could have established villages and isolated farms. These small communities would have been able to produce the same agricultural and surpluses to support large cities. With the reduced production of goods, there would have been a decline in trade, with Egypt and Mesopotamia. Around the 1700 BCE, most of the Indus Valley civilization cities had been abandoned, although there is some theory about the decline of the great Indus Valley civilization. All found evidence of this civilization tells us about the history of our land and how much advancement people of that time had achieved. This was the first step towards knowing our roots and the history of our country, India. Keep listening to Podcast 24, Avas Sapki, to know more about our history. In our next episode, we will tell you about Indian empires, which ruled different parts of India and created a rich heritage. Keep listening to Podcast 24, Avas Sapki.